Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. It's Board Games Daily. I'm Jeremiah Isley. Thanks for tuning in. Glad you could join us today. Before we get started, want to remind you of a couple things. You can be a part of the show by calling 216-352-3864. We'd love to hear from you. You can join the conversation. We're talking about Kickstarter this week and some suspended campaigns. We're also discussing the weekly game night cage fight and whatever else you want to bring up. So the floor is yours. Get on it. Leave a message. Be a part of the show. Super awesome. Love to hear from you. Also, don't forget, head over to Twitter, tag at Board Games Daily, at Theology of Games, and craft your hero. Tell us your character name and your origin story. Use that hashtag call to adventure, and you could win Call to Adventure. That's right. Brotherwise Games hooked us up with a prize copy of Call to Adventure, and we'd love to give it to you so get out there and enter that contest all right like i said we've got cage fight talk we've got some suspended campaigns on kickstarter talk all that coming out at you right now here on board games daily as always we're brought to you by theologyofgames.com hey there everybody aj here welcome back to board games daily powered by theology of games I'm going to be talking about the Game Night Cage Fight. We are uh, talking Trajan versus Crusaders, Thy Will Be Done. And I really like both these games. I played Crusaders more recently, it being a newer game. And I pro- it's probably been about um, two years, maybe, if I had to guess, uh, since I played Trajan last. And I love both of these games. Um, the big difference for me is Trajan it feels a little bit heavier, and it feels more like a, a solid Euro where there's a lot of different things that you're going to manage that don't all mechanically work the same. Now, in Crusaders, I feel like it's a little bit more streamlined, and I feel like mechanically things are very the same, where you've got your player board, and you're trying to remove pieces from the player board to put them on the main board, and as you do that, you're going to be unlocking... uh, new abilities and and scoring points now there's other ways to score points as you um as you explore and conquer territories within crusaders but for the most part it's very streamlined it's very mid-weight as far as the game goes itself where there's a lot more to think about in trajan a little bit more heavier uh and i just think overall right now at this point in my life, I'm, I'm more of a midweight game kind of guy. Uh, there are some heavier games in my collection that I've played long enough now, and I know well enough that when I get them to the table, it doesn't feel heavy. Um, but overall, I think I like the midweight game kind of feel right now. However, with that said, uh, the theme of Crusaders does not leap out at me nearly as much as Trajan does. First of all, I just think the Roman Empire... Uh, ancient Rome kind of feels really cool. I like that theme. When Crusaders um, is kind of, it's a little bit of a darker theme. It's a dark time in history. It really is. And uh, bad things are happening. I'm a Christian, but Christians are doing some bad things in that time. Misguided people. Uh, So 
Um, I'm not so sure I like the theme. You could put, you could make it a little bit more arbitrary and say they're just going in and taking territory like other people have been doing for centuries, but I don't think it's as simple as that. So the theme is a little bit too dark for me. Uh, but I do like the weight better of the game. I like the streamline of the game a little bit better. Um, but that's just where I'm at right now. At another point in my life, heck, it may be heavier games. It may be Trajan. Uh, but for now, I think I'm going to have to pick Crusaders Thy Will Be Done. That's it for now. Which one do you like? Check you later. You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. Hey everybody, it's Firestone here coming to you with Board Games Daily powered by TheologyofGames.com. We've got some Kickstarter news going on right now. It is um, an interesting thing happened a few days ago. Kickstarter suspended some campaigns. And these were all campaigns that were associated with Colossal Games. Now, Colossal Games is pretty well known. They've come out with some big games. Uh, Western Legends was a huge one. It made half a million dollars on Kickstarter. And the Eclipse Games, they did the second edition on Kickstarter, and it raised a million bucks. So, and and at least, I'm not sure about Eclipse, but I know Western Legends has shipped and is to its backers. And so this isn't something where they're, they're floating around out there, but apparently what it seems to be is that they were running some concurrent campaigns and possibly under different names. Now they, um, one that was under Colossal Games was called Papillon and it was at $90,000 and I think it still had some time left. And then there was another company called Colossal Micro that had one called Hunt the Ravager. And I think that had just launched and it was almost immediately taken down. And so then the third one that was associated was actually by Maple Games, but it was in collaboration with Colossal Games. And that was called Folding Space. So it seems like maybe Kickstarter was a little wary because these all seem to be three different accounts under the same umbrella running concurrent campaigns and there are quite a few games from colossal that have not been fulfilled yet i'm not saying that they were there was anything sketchy going on but they did have eight funded games in the last year that are funded and unfulfilled in the last year and that that would include these these games here but still eight is a lot and you start wondering is this a situation that has happened a few times where Kickstarter companies get in trouble because they're using the funds from one Kickstarter to pay to produce the last Kickstarter. And so all they're doing is kind of barely keeping ahead of what they're what they're trying to do with their money. And it's not really a Ponzi scheme kind of, but it's it's in that neighborhood where you, you know, you can't you can't use the funds for the future to fund something from the past, then you're always working in a deficit there. I'm not saying that's what's happening here, but I think Kickstarter um, is maybe cracking down on this. Now, it's interesting because 
We've known for a long time that Kickstarter just does not care about people who are running concurrent campaigns. A classic example of this is CMON. They run campaigns that have not been um, delivered to their backers. And again, I'm not saying these people are doing anything wrong. Um, Kickstarter doesn't seem to care because Kickstarter is getting like 10% of everything. And so when these companies are making a million dollars on their campaigns, then, well, well, $100,000, maybe we're a little loose on this policy here. So CMON has done it. They have six unfulfilled right now. Sandy Peterson has done it. He has seven unfulfilled right now. And Kickstarter just looks the other, the other way. But I think maybe what triggered this is there are three different accounts under this one account umbrella. And so that has more of the appearance of, oh, they might be trying to do something shady here. I'm not saying they are in any way. But it's just interesting that suddenly Kickstarter is interested in following this policy that it's had for a long time where you're not supposed to run a new Kickstarter until you fulfill the old one. It's obviously not something they care about. But maybe it's only obviously something they don't care about when you're talking about million-dollar campaigns. They let those slide. So we don't know what this is going to look like in the future. We don't know if they're going to start cracking down. I think it would be good for them to implement a policy and be consistent with it for anybody. If you're big, if you're small, just follow the policy. And so this idea that some people can get away with it, some people can't, just it it starts breaking down my trust in Kickstarter and makes me think all they care about is the money because they don't slap Simon's wrists, but they do slap Colossal Games' wrists. Anyway, just some interesting news. We'd love to discuss it. Tell us what you think. Did you have any of these backed? Let us know. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Well, what do you know? That's all the time we have for the show today. So thanks for tuning in. Glad to have you on board as a listener. Thanks for uh, being a part of the show. If you have done so by calling 216-352-3864, we'd love to hear from you. Also, uh, before we get going, want to remind you of a couple things. Don't forget the contest for Call to Adventure. We'd love to hear your character that you craft in your attempt to win this copy of the game. Also, uh, get out there on social media. Find us at Board Games Daily. You can click on that profile, and we've got pinned to the top our poll for this week's Game Night Cage Fight. It's always there. You can always find it there. And hey, just follow us. Get out there. Uh, tweet at us. Let us know what you're playing this week. Love to hear all of that stuff as well. So you can also find Theology of Games by going to theologyofgames.com. There's all sorts of social links, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, all of that stuff happening. So really appreciate that. And of course, you can always sign our uh, sign up for our mailing list and find out when we post episodes and reviews and all the things that we do at Theology of Games. Okay, I'm going to get out of here for now. We'll be back tomorrow with more Board Games Daily. But until then, I'm Jeremiah Isley for my co-hosts, AJ Skifstad and Scott Firestone, saying it's a great idea to play Board Games Daily. Get it? Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. 
If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.